Wherever we go in life, we go head first. I've been blessed to get this far by standing on the teachings and advice given to me by many kind people. And now it's my turn. Welcome to All the Wiser with William Boyd. All the Wiser family, alas, we have arrived. It sadly is the season finale of season two here at All the Wiser. I just want to say thank you before we dive into the final session of the season. Thank you and thank you again. I am so appreciative of everyone who's listening, who's sharing the content, who is drawing value out of what has been shared here. You know, this this content that I share is is incredibly and deeply inspired by the life experiences I've had, as well as my faith, as well as the other inspiring people and inspiring relationships that I get to glean from on the regular. So I'm just thankful that you all have been positioning yourselves to listen and listen consistently. And season two has been absolutely phenomenal. It's been really, really good, but all good things as they say, must come to an end. So let's finish strong here. Um, You know, I had some time to reflect when I was traveling recently. And, you know, I was thinking about growing up without a father present in the home. I felt like I was deprived of certain things. But one of them was access to a wise teacher or sage from whom I could glean tools and hear stories that I would carry for the rest of my life. Now, as I look back on my childhood and my adolescence, you know, I can see how select male role models were very impactful in my life, even if I only spent minimal one on one time with them. I have been able to reflect back and see where I got certain, uh, you know, mannerisms or certain terms of phrases uh, from that have all accumulated over time and, and and all contributed to the man I am today. And also the man that you all get to listen to on the weekly basis. You know, this podcast allows me to step into the role of mentor in your life for 15 to 20 minutes per week. And as mentioned, much of this content is inspired by my studies, by my mistakes, by my conversations with people who I perceive to be wiser and more reasonably sound than myself. So as I look back on this season of sessions, I hope you guys have extracted some value from the content that we've delivered. I hope that you see this as a resource for Uh, wisdom. And as we come back very soon for season three, I hope you guys tune back in for that. Now, today we're on this topic of mentorship and today's session may sound a little bit like a Bible study, but the biblical content that I am drawing in here is all foundational to kind of drive the thesis to drive the point home here. So enjoy. If you want to crack out your Bibles, you can. Um, You don't have to stand for the reading of the word. That's a church joke. But um, I do want you guys to listen in here as we kind of navigate. So um, in Titus chapter two, verses one through nine, 
Paul explains to the audience and the audience of that letter is comprised of Titus, the person the the letter is named after, as well as the church in Crete. And Crete is uh, was a Greek city at the time of the uh, first century when this letter was written. And Paul is explaining to the audience that older men and women must live upright, self-controlled lives. They must do so because there is a generation growing up under them that will learn from their words and their ways. So all the wiser family, I want to ask you all, what community are you a part of? What sphere of influence has God placed you in? What sphere of influence has God placed you in as it pertains to this particular season? And even look back and see what spheres of influence you may have been in the past. You see, values and tenets survive the ages when generations teach their successors. What I mean by that is knowledge, principles, ideas get passed down from generation to generation. As one generation teaches with their words and their ways, the way life should be lived. Now, this works both negatively and positively. And I'll give you an example of both just to illustrate the polarity of what I'm describing here. For example, on one hand, think of a time where you saw a growing child or adolescent following in the footsteps of those who came before him or her by treating their friends and family with generosity and kindness. You see, humans are naturally selfish. That's just kind of how we're wired. And we even see it with children. It's me and me and I and I and my and my. So to see someone, especially in the latter parts of their childhood, as they're framing their own identity and growing into adulthood, to see them demonstrate traits such as generosity and kindness, that is learned behavior. Those traits are often a result of teaching and training from those who are rearing that child, those who are raising that child up. Now, on the other hand, think of how in the nation of the United States, we saw the sustained and pervasive nature of racial discrimination in our country persisted largely because certain sticky ideologies were taught and caught by one generation to another. Jim Crow lived on and continued to be pervasive in certain aspects of uh, of American society because one generation taught the next generation racial biases and thereby certain discriminatory practices and why they were acceptable. So see both sides of how that works. But uh, let's jump back into the word here and continue on to talk about how um, the, the communal aspect of this all works together. In Ecclesiastes chapter four, uh, it says two is better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Later in that chapter, it goes on to say, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. But a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. 
Now, I take us to the book of Ecclesiastes because just to give you a little context, the book of Ecclesiastes is a teaching from a man in the Bible named Solomon who had reached the end of his life. And so those of us who are Bible nerds and love the Bible, right? So Solomon wrote Songs of Solomon, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. And it is said that each of those three books of the Bible are written by the same person, but were written in different stages of Solomon's life. So Ecclesiastes is written toward the end of Solomon's life. He's writing this to the next generation, to his sons. And during his life and reign as king, listen, wisdom, wealth, and women abounded. He had more of all three of those things than anyone else could imagine, anyone else had experienced. But as he reached the twilight of his life, he is now in this book teaching one of his sons not to exalt any of these things. All the possessions you can acquire and the status you earn will dissipate as quickly as a vapor. For us, certainly this is a warning that we must always recognize and recalibrate our values as it comes to our attachment to resources. But in the context of what we're talking about here, this book of Ecclesiastes is a wise man passing on his wisdom to another generation. He's lived a full life. Like I said, he's had as much money as anyone had ever had. He had tons of wives and concubines and had brokered many deals to bring his nation an incredible abundant amount of wealth. But as he comes to the end of his life, he acknowledges it's time to seat himself as the elder statesman and pass on the knowledge and the God-given wisdom that has been granted to him so the next generation can benefit. Now, I hope listening to the sessions this season has encouraged you to study more strategically, embrace the genius within you, and even reconsider your relationship with money. Remember, time is the most valuable resource we have. And I pray your decision to invest your time, leisure time and otherwise, Listening to all the wiser has paid dividends. It's now your turn to spread the wealth, as we can say. Use the dividends that has paid to you and redisperse, redistribute that. Embrace your role as a teacher or a mentor and educate the people in your sphere of influence who can benefit from the wisdom you have to offer. You have a life story. You have experiences. You have a knowledge base that is informed by a life that is uniquely yours. And I hope you're encouraged to know that what you have to say does have value. And there is a metron. There is an audience that is hungry and waiting for you to nourish them with your wisdom and your knowledge. Again, I am so thankful that you guys tuned into the sessions this season. I won't assume you've listened to every session, but you all know how these podcast platforms work. If you missed one, go back, circle back, listen again. It is there for the listening. It is there for the consumption. So with that being said, I hope and pray you guys have 
been uplifted and enriched this season, season two of All the Wiser. So I hope you go, step out, teach, train, coach, guide other people so we all can grow wiser together. Many blessings. Take care. Is this content planting seeds of wisdom in your life? Is this challenging you to examine the lens through which you view the world? Well, come on, y'all. If it's good to you, be good to someone else and share this content. This is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms online. So we encourage you all to spread the word, sow the seeds far and wide. We at All the Wiser want to be as helpful as possible to many, many other hungry folks much like yourself. Spread the word. We appreciate you. Much love.